Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Tes. We are on Kuf Chesem Bez. Two lines from the bottom. So who Omer? So we mentioned Rabbi Moina. So we continue with what Rabbi Moina said, and he says who Omer? Yad la'ayin. If someone touches his eye, and this means before you wash your hands in the morning, tikatzeitz. It should be cut off. Yad lechaitim. You touch your nose prior to washing your hands in the morning. Tikatzeitz. Yad lepeh. You touch your mouth. Tikatzeitz. Yad laoizin. Tikatzeitz. Yad lechasuda. You touch something uh, that uh, a hole where they did hakazas dam where they would do bloodletting. So you touch over there. The Gemara tells us tikatzeitz. It should be uh, cut off as well. Yeah, la'ama. Someone touches oisimakim on his goof. Tikatzeitz. That's a different halacha. Rashi tells us that's based on the Gemara Nida. Hehurei avera. Yad the pita bas tikatzeitz. Someone touches the pita bas when he goes to the bathroom. Tikatzeitz yad legigus on kuftes manal. If he touches a barrel of beer. Tikatzeitz, that should be cut off. Now, all these things are, we're going to see in a moment, the concept is ruach ra. So, when we discuss the halachas of washing your hands in the morning, there are really three reasons brought down in the, in the Beis Yosef. The first two we mentioned in Mesechtas Brachas. One of them is getting ready uh, for davening. That's the psaq uh, of the rush, you're getting ready for davening. And in anticipation for davening, I, I wash my hands. According to that, you should even do it for mincha. You want to make a bracha, and many are not so mockbit on this, but one should wash his hands before he davens, especially if they were dirty. Don't need a cup. It's a nice thing to do. That's one reason. Another reason is the Rashford brings down that chadashim labakaram rabba munasacha. You're washing your hands, uh, getting into a new day, a brand new day. So you wash your hands in the morning. Uh, that, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu returned our Neshama to us, that's all part of that same discussion in the Rashba. Now that's where you have the Takana to make a bracha. Now independent of that bracha, there's another discussion, and that's this Gemara. This Gemara tells us that there's a concept of Ruach Ra, that as the Chayadim explains in Klal Beis, that when a person goes to sleep, so his Neshama is sleeping, all, that's, all that exists is his guf. His goof is there as the Shama went up. So when you come down, there's a Ruach Ra that stays on your body because there was a lack of Chiyas in this person's goof, and it leaves, except that it remains on your hands. Whatever that means, Ruach Ra, and you have to wash your hands three times, right? We know how to, we know how to wash our hands, and it's based on this Gemara. So the Gemara adds one more factor here, one more halacha, that if you touch something prior to washing your hands, you ruin it. And the place can say it means you're touching an opening to your body, your nose opening, your eyes opening. Many of the Achorinim point out that a person could theoretically scratch off his eyes as long as your eye is closed, you're not touching the opening of your eye. The halacha is one should wash their hands prior to touching an opening on their body. And over here it also discusses touching a barrel of beer. We gave a Tovan Halachashir regarding making a baby bottle in the middle of the night. <laughs> Too lazy to wash your hands. Is that a problem? So, Lamaiso, you could be makel. I'm just bringing that up. There are many other shyness involved, but that's the most common question people have with washing your hands. They barely can get out of bed. Tell me I have to go wash my hands now. They're not going to really help their wife. So, halach is as long as you're not touching the actual contents, you're touching the bottle, the marsham is makel. But we'll move on, and I'll, I'll post a, cl- uh, a link to that share. Uh, after after we finish, okay, the Gemara continues. Yad Masama, if someone touches his hands before he washes, before he washes them, Masama it it blinds him. Yad Macharashas, you touch your ears, Macharashas it makes one deaf. Yad Malapolipos, if someone touches his mouth or his nose, he gets a, a bad breath and he'll have bad uh, you know uh, sense coming out of his nose. Tani went in a brayser. Rabbi Nosson Omer Baschayrin Hizu. This ruach uh, ra is called Baschayrin. That's its name. Umakpedes Ad. It's not been until you wash your hands three times. So the first, the first two reasons why you wash your hands in the morning, which we mentioned in the Gemara Brachas, 
You don't have to wash your hands three times. You're getting ready for the Avaida, Chadash and Labakar. You don't have to wash your hands three times. The only Indian of washing your hands three times is because of Ruach Ra. It's because of this concept. And after a person, when, when a person wakes up, you wash your hands three times. That's the only way it leaves your hands. So rubbing it on wood would help you. Rubbing it on wood would help you daven. Would, would help you daven, but it wouldn't help you for Ruach Ra. And you're allowed to daven with Ruach Ra. A person doesn't have water, you daven anyways. If you have a sink, you don't need a keli. You could turn on the sink once, twice, three, turn it on three times. You have to wash your hands three times. Okay. We have a long daft. Amrav Yechner Puch, there's some type of uh, eye shadow that they put on their eyes. Ma'avir Bas it removes this Ruach Ra. it stops one from crying. but it, it increases your eyelashes. So it could be it's good for your uh, cosmetic companies. You'll have thicker eyelashes by using this Puch. Tani Nami Hachi, Rabbi Yoisi Omer Puch, Ma'avir Bas Melech, So three benefits you get, uh, it takes away your, your Ruach Ra takes away your tears, and it increases your eyelashes. All in, some type of herb. There is no concern on Shabbos uh, for eating. And now we're going back to our discussion regarding Shabbos. When, when, when a person eats something on Shabbos, you have to figure out, are you doing a Mishim Rafua? Are you taking something that is a medicine? And one is not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. There's a Gzera Mishim Shechika Samamanim. So the Gemara is telling me over here that this all in, ain't behem Mishim Rafua. There is no benefit of, of uh, medicinal benefit, so Hilcha Shabbos, you're allowed to eat it. Amrav Yosef, Kus Barta, which some types as coriander, Ein Ba Mishum Rafua, there is no uh, concern of, there's no medicine, medicinal benefit. Amrav Yosef, Kus Barta, Afil Lididi, even me. Rav Yosef, famous for being blind, so he said, Kashali, it hurts my eyes. Meaning, even though I'm blind, I can't even see with my eyes, but this kusbarta is kashali, is painful for me. Amrav Sheshes, Gagira, some type of a rocket, Arsul calls it, some type of plant, Afilididi, Ma'ali, even for me, Rav Sheshes was also blind. Ma'ali, it does work for me, it helps me, and it uh, cures my eye issues. All types of kishos, which, is, which are hops. Sharu are mutter to eat them on Shabbos because no one thinks you're doing it for refua. Labarmi taroiza, except for this taroiza hop, because that people only eat it for refua. And therefore, uh, when you eat it on Shabbos, it's noticeable that you're doing it mishum refua. And that's going to be the theme of this stuff that anything you do on Shabbos that could be. Interpret that it will be interpreted as being done for a fua, as being done for a medicinal purpose that invokes the gzera of mishum shrika samamanim. But if nobody thinks of doing it for a fua, you're just taking mouthwash in the morning, you're drinking schnapps, you know, after davening, so nobody thinks of doing it for a fua, you're having a lachaim, so that would not be a concern of of refua on Shabbos. <coughs> okay, Amar of Chista, Sharika. So let's say someone is Sharika Tavya Shari. What does this mean? So you're you're uh, you're putting egg you're no, you're putting eggs and oil on top of your roast uh, on Shabbos. Now, obviously, if it's going to cook the egg, so that'll be usher. But we're discussing where it's not hot enough to cook the egg and or the oil. 
but you're like putting a rub. You know, some, some steakhouse, they'll give you a little rub. After, uh, after your steak is ready, they put some rub on it, coffee grinds or some other fancy things. So that will be fine on Shabbos. Now, what will be the initial concern? It looks like you're misaking. It looks like you're fixing something. You took something that wasn't fully done, and now you made it fully done. So this comes up when we discuss our sushi. We, we're not going to have time for this today, but the sushi on Shabbos discussion. There are many uh, shilas involved. One of them, is one, some want to say that you see that there is a concern when it's, it is near a kimisakin. Over here, no, you already have your, your steak. You're adding a little uh, rub on it. That's not a problem. But to take rice and seaweed and, and cucumbers, to put it all together on Shabbos, maybe that will be a concern, but we'll have to discuss it at a different time. Piapui Bay. Let's say you take your bowl and you're whisking eggs in it, right? You know, right before you're, you're frying your eggs. So again, obviously not to make eggs on Shabbos, but let's say you're doing it. I don't know. You're a chazan and you're gonna drink this before you uh, before you sing. Halach is it's aser. It's aser to do that because it looks like you're about to start making breakfast on Shabbos. So that would be a marisayan concern. It looks like you're about to you're whisking up the eggs. It looks like you're doing that for for a cooking purpose. Now the bisud ziiri avdele, the wife of ziiri, she would. Do this for lechia bar ashi to chia bar ashi. So, Rav Nissen Goyen writes that she was originally married to Zeiri, and after he died, she got remarried and she married chia bar ashi. So, she's still called the wife of Zeiri, and we'll see why in the Gemara. But she made she was doing this for lechia bar ashi. She was putting the uh, rub on top of the steak. V'loy achal, he did not eat it on Shabbos because he thought that you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. So Amalei, L'Rabach, Ziri, your Rebbe, my, you know, my ex-husband, my previous husband, Avdilei, he did do this. That's probably why they called her the de Ziri because she still remembered her first husband. V'achal, he used to eat it. V'achalta, and you're not eating it. So what's going on? What are, what are you? So the Gemara says, Ziri, why did Ziri eat it? L'tame, according to his own shita, D'Amar Ziri, Ziri, holds nice and yain, yain, tzolum, a person could take wine, that's a tzal, that's clear, umayin tzlulim, or clear water, that are fitting for, for, uh, for drinking. L'soy chamashamaris. You could run it through a strainer. Let's say you have a Brita filter at home. And you like really ultra-filtered water. According to the Gemara, you'll have to take the water from your sink, put it through your Brita filter on Shabbos. Let's say you have a filter in your sink, or you have, uh, I don't know, a water softener or something. You'll have to do that on Shabbos. Why? There's no concern, Misham Ah, you're taking out some of the contents. You are filtering it. Alma, what do we see from here? Since some people would drink it as is, many people would drink the water from your faucet without filtering it. So you want to have Brita filtered uh, water? That's not called Bayer on Shabbos. So that's not an Isra of Bayer. That since people could eat the steak without the extra rub, on top, lav midi ka'avid, that is not called finishing the product. So if you're not finishing the product like that, then it would be mutter to strain. So there's a many shilas regarding boyer. Let's say a person has orange juice and, uh, I don't know, he has with pulp, and his kids don't want to drink it with pulp. Would there be a concern with with uh, pouring it over a strainer? So based on this gemara, it would be mutter, and that's how we pass it. As long as, many, as long as there are people that would drink it as is, the homestead orange juice, whatever they call it. So... You're allowed to... Even though by you putting it through a strainer showing you're not one of those correct. people that you died right. for pulpless? Exactly. As long as there are people, as Marcia, as long as people, it's ready to be, uh, to be uh, consumed. So the shadow came up in, in New York City way back when, the, when, the, when they found the bugs in the water. I think it was 2004 or something. So Rebelski's that's how was very uh, adamant that you do not need to filter it. And if you tell people to filter it, 
you're causing them to violate an Issa every Shabbos of Bayer. And the bugs that mo- are most would be an Issa Darabanon, he was very adamant about it. Now, in fact, if you go to MTJ, uh, Rav David Feinstein uh, uh, Shlita, the Rashiva there, he was, he was machmer on the bugs in the water. And in fact, the water fountain says, do not use the water on Shabbos because they, uh, there's a filter there. And he poskins, you're not allowed to filter the water on Shabbos. So the question is, how do you drink water on Shabbos in New York City? If, now, if you don't have a filter, you're a Tom and Ravelsky, no problem. But if you have the, the copepods in New York City water, and you assume it's called a bug, how do you drink it? How do you, how do you drink water from the faucet on the Shabbos? So many were busy buying bottled water, buckets, and all types of things. So some of the Paiskim said that perhaps since, first of all, there are many Gidin that would drink it, I want to be Machmer. So my next door neighbor could drink it, so maybe it's called Roy Lishtia. Additionally, all the Umas Oilam drink it. Nobody ever saw a bug in the water, right? They're all drinking it. If they saw the bug, they wouldn't drink it. So maybe it is considered uh, fitting to be uh, consumed. So my boyer is not taking it from non-edible to edible. So these are some of the discussions in Hilchah's boyer. Okay. The Omar Marukva. Marukva says another thing. Mishen Nigva, Yadoy Aragla, someone who hurt his hand or his foot. Tsaimsa Biyayin. You could, uh, you could, uh, what do you call it? You could uh, squeeze it to, uh, to help clot your blood, beyond with wine. There's no problem. You let it use wine as a clotting factor. It's, it's probably not going to work. And therefore, it's mutter on Shabbos. What about vinegar? Can I use vinegar to help clot the wound? There, it actually works. So because it works, you cannot do that on Shabbos. I'm a Rav Hani b'nei Mechayzah. The people of Mechayzah, Kevin de Mefanke, they were very uh, Mephunic, sensitive, uh, whatever. Afilu chamer nami masile. They, even wine, would actually help them. And uh, they would heal just like you use wine, just like you use vinegar. And therefore, you know, soak your cut with wine. Ravina equal the beta. Meaning the people of Mechayzah would not be able to do it with wine. So he saw that Rav Ashi's foot was stepped on by a donkey. And he was sitting there and he was soaking his foot in vinegar. Didn't you hear what Rav Hillel said? You're not allowed to use vinegar on Shabbos to, as a, uh, to, to clot your wound. That a uh, uh, infliction, a wound on your hand, on the back of your hand, on the back of your leg is different. And the Gemara is going to continue to say that there's even a concern of pekuach nefesh, and therefore you're allowed to be allowed to do uh, refua on Shabbos mishum pekuach nefesh. Now, many of the Rishonim point out we don't need it to be so extreme to allow refua. You don't have to, you know, go to the hospital to say, oh, now you could take medicine on Shabbos. He was just proving that for sure it's mutter. The standard is. What we call a chayla she'im sakana. Someone's a chayla, but it's she'im sakana. He's still had to do refu on Shabbos. How do we define that? So it means he has, uh, he has what do you call it? He has chayla called gufai. He is someone whose whole body is in pain. Someone who is tsar gadol. He's just in a crazy amount of pain. And you also have someone who's nafala mishkav. Someone who, who wants to go to bed. So, so uh, my Rashiva once said, nafala mishkav means a yeshiva guy bein azmanim that wants to go to bed. And during this man, any two seconds you want to go to bed. But but something that is, is enough that it's not full of mishka, if you want to just, just go, go to bed for the day, so then you're allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. Many of the posts can uh, even include any time you just can't function like, like, like your typical uh, self, 
So then you're allowed to take your medicine on Shabbos. Okay, so he was saying that for sure me, the, the, the back of the hand, the back of the leg, in those days, that was considered dangerous. You're allowed to, to take uh, medicine. And you're allowed to rub it with vinegar. So he was, he was soaking his foot in wine. Those of Mechoiza, since they're very Mephonic, they can't even soak their uh, feet in vinegar, in, in wine. Umar nami hamafanik, you too, you're a mafunik. So he said, I'm a leg, gavayavi gavrego shani, don't have other bar master marav, gavayavi gavrego rain, kemaka shalcholo. This is as if it's uh, afflicting your entire body. Umachalin alein esa shabbos. You are indeed allowed to be machal shabbos, which many Rishonim say you don't have to get into the pekuach nafesh, but you're definitely allowed to take medicine when it's a serious, uh, when someone's in serious pain. Tanu rabbanan. So move on to the next part, next discussion regarding Rufuan Shabbos. Rechatzin b'mei gerar. You're allowed to bathe in the water of gerar, b'mei chamasan, the water of chamasan, b'mei asya. All these waters, you're allowed to bathe in it on Shabbos. Now, we're not going to discuss the bathing isser. The Gemara here uh, ignores it. We had a whole discussion in, uh, in a parak uh, kiar. So, well, you go back there, 70 days ago. Over here it says you're allowed to You're not, not allowed to bathe in the Yam Hagado, the the Great Sea. We'll see what that means. You cannot use water that flax was was a processed in because that smells. Nobody would go there for a four. I mean, nobody would go there for for uh, just to get themselves wet. When you go there, it seems like you're doing some type of medicine practice. And you can't go into Yam Hamelach. So Yam Hamelach in those days. People would go just for refuah. You know, they had uh, skin issues. You go to the Dead Sea. Today, people go for vacation. But back then, that was the standard. Anybody would assume you're doing that. It must be because you're doing refuah on Shabbos. Okay. Or a man will ask you a contradiction. It says, Reichatzin, the Meitveria, Biyamagadol. You're allowed to bathe in the Meitveria, which is probably the Kinneret, the Biyamagadol, and the Yamagadol. So here it says you cannot use uh, So over here it says you could. And our Brisa two lines up said So what's going on? Can I bathe in Yamagadol? Can I not bathe in Yamagadol on Shabbos? This is my regarding the the Gemara does not exactly show us why we would assume there's the same halacha here, but we'll, maybe we'll, we'll point out one of the Rishonim here, but let's just assume that there's a corresponding argument between mikvahs, halachas of a mikvah, and halachas of Shabbos. The Tanah learned in a Mishnah in Paro, Mishnah mikvahs, kol hayamim kamikvah. All yamim, all seas, have a din of a mikvah. Okay? And they're not considered a Mayan. Now, what's the difference? The Torah has two different uh, terms to call a body of water that is kosher for, a, for, for someone who's tummy. It calls it a mikvah. A mikvah is a kivoy, a, uh, a gathering of water. Uh, and it's, the Pasuk says, Ubar mikvah mayim. It has to be a bar. A bar is a pit, collected rainwater in a pit that's not moving. It's ba'ashpoyren. It's not moving. It's not zoichlin. That's one halacha of a mikvah. If a mikvah is moving, you have a crack in the mikvah, there's shilas regarding filters that are running your, the water of the mikvah. There are all these different shilas. Someone goes to the mikvah, the filter's on. All these shilas, the problem is there it's zeichlin, it's moving, and a mikvah has to be only ba'ashboyrin, which means a bar, has to be uh, stationary. That's one uh, 
one characteristic of a mikvah. Additionally, the Torah tells us by a Zav, Metzaira, and by a, a Metzaira, a Zav, Metzaira, you need Mayim Chaim, you need live spring. So a mikvah is not kosher for that. So halacha is, let's say someone is a Zav, and you want to go to Harabayas, even Bismarck is that. So uh, uh, someone who has a, someone who's Tamei Mace, he can't go to Machana Kahuna. That's the Chi of Kares that everyone talks about. The Chi of Kares, you go up to Arabayas, that's only if you go to Machana Kahuna. But let's say you know, you figured out that Adkan is Machana Kahuna, but further back it's only Machana Leviyah. I'm not a Machana Yisrael, which would probably be the Kaisal, that's Machana Yisrael, but I'm, I'm most of them in Machana Leviyah. So am I allowed to go to Machana Leviyah? Halach is if you have a Tumah Yotzim Megufai, you have Tumah that came out of your body, you're not allowed to go to Machana Leviyah, which means a Nida, a Yeledes, a Zav, and a Kari. So you think, okay, a Kari, go to the Mikvah, you're allowed to go. What about a Zav? If someone is a Zav, Halach is you need to go to a Mayan, a Mayim Chayim, you need to have Shivanakim, seven clean days. We know that from Zava as well. There's a discussion, does a Zava need to go? to a Mayan. So our wives don't go to a Mayan. There are some McVoice in America that have that are Mayan. They found a, 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 well, a, a, a live spring deep down, I think in Passaic and Muncie. But most McVoice in America are not Mayanos. Halacha is a, a, a Zava does not need a Mayan, only a Zav. There's only one sheet that Rashi brings down in Megillah, aim being a, a Zava Zava. Or, or something like that. And then he says that there was a sheet that said that women do need a a uh, Mayan. Halachas a woman does not need women do not need a Mayan. Okay, but either way, there's a there's a difference between a, a mikvah and a Mayan. So what about a sea? What's the sea? So the, the Mishnah said this, Kalayamim, the seas are like a mikvah. Shinema, the Pas says, mikveh hamayim kariyamim. And therefore, they have a din of a mikvah, they're not a din of a Mayan, and therefore you can't uh, someone who needs Mayim Chaim, someone who needs Mayim Chaim cannot go to the to the Atlantic Ocean. It won't work. And additionally, if someone, uh, if, if the ocean is moving, the waves are moving, you can't use it because it's the din of a mikvah. Mikvah is only kosher when it's bash burn. Divir Rabbi Meir. We obviously don't pass like a mayor. Rabbi Huda Aymer, Yam The Yam that's the only Yam that's ke mikvah because that's what the Torah was talking about. The Pasuk says, it's only the Yam which means either the Mediterranean Sea or maybe Atlantic Ocean. Yet the Torah said Yamim sounds like many seas. It means a sea that that many waters go into it, like the Mediterranean Sea. Many waters lead into that body of water. Rabbi Yosier, this is how we pass in Hilchas Mikvayis. Call Yamim Mitarin. All the Yamim are Mitarin. The Zoichlin. Even when they're moving, let's see the paraduma need to have mayim chaim, so it's not called mayim chaim, but they're kosher. So obviously they're kosher for anida. So someone once asked me a shiloh, they were going. I think I mentioned this in the daf. They were going. Uh, they went on to somewhere, Croatia or something for Pesach, and the the women's uh, night leil tefila came out Pesach night. So what do you do? So there are many shilohs there. First of all, there was no kosher mikvah around wherever that was. And they were trying to figure out can they table in a in the ocean. So many Rabbanim did not want to get involved in that Shiloh. So uh, Rav Shmuel first Paskin, and uh, yeah, he had a hope sock on that. But yeah, there is a discussion: can a person go to table in an ocean? Fine. So what do we see from here? We're pulling out this Mishnah and Mikvois dealing with oceans and seas. Is that considered a a mikvah or not? There's a Machlekes Rabbi Huda and Rameir, and in the Machlekes Rabbi Huda and Rameir is going to tell us regarding. Hilchashabas. What will be the connection? Ramero says there's no difference between the Yamagadal and other seas. So therefore, when the 
that would go with Rab Yehuda. The Yamagodo is different. Why is Yamagodo different? Maybe because there's a lot of salt in it. Toysus says maybe that's the reason. For some reason, Rabbi Yehuda differentiates between Yamagodo and other seas. Rabbi Meir says there's no difference, and he would hold you could go to the Reichetzin uh, in the Yamagodo on Shabbos. Maskev of Rav Nachman Yitzchak. Rav Nachman Yitzchak asked the following question. When is there machlekes? Rabbi Huda Rameir, as we're all thinking, that's leading to the Torah. They're trying to figure out what does a Torah mean when it says, regarding Shabbos? Shabbos has to do with one factor. When I go into this body of water, does it look like I'm cooling myself off, or does it look like I'm going for medicinal purposes? If I'm doing it for cooling it off, it looks like that. Mutter. Otherwise, not. When do we say that you're not allowed to go in the Yam Haggadah? That's the Ishtahe. The guy sits there. He parks himself there. Then you're doing it for a fool. Why else would you be sitting there all day? If you went in and went out, you want to just clean yourself off, wash yourself off, it would not look like you're doing it for medicinal reasons. So now you told me that the second bracer that we brought, this is his mutter, that's Deloishtoi. You didn't stay there. You jumped in, jumped out. So Deloishtoi, if you're not sitting there for a long time, you're not parking yourself there, I feel it in the Even in the flax water, uh, you know, uh, water, the, 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 that, you know, water, you should also be able to sit there for two seconds. The reason why you're not allowed to go into the water with the flax is because. Nobody would ever use that to, to bathe. But if I go and jump in, jump out, everyone knows I, I, I was so hot, I needed to get wet. And I had no choice. No one's going to think I did it for a fool, because if you did it for a fool, you would sit there for a while. Even though this person has these pizzam, he has all these things in his head, it looks like he's going uh, to, to heal himself. You're allowed to do it. When? When he didn't park himself there. But he sits there all day. So if we're dealing with a situation where you're not sitting there, why are you telling me yama, yama, the, the, the Yama Godel's mutter? Everything's mutter. Ella. We have a different tarot. Yamagoda, Yamagoda, like Hash. Don't ask me the steer between where, one place at Yamagoda's mutter, another place says Asr, like Hasha. Ha, when do we say it's mutter? That's when you're in the nice water. You're out at sea, beautiful water, and people assume you're going to bathe. Not a problem. Ha, when do we say it's Asr, Biram Shabai? You're in a uh, dirty, foul smelling water. You have uh, some type of crevice or, or uh, a place in the water which doesn't look good, and you're sitting there. Why would you sit there if you just wanted to cool yourself off? Obviously, you're doing it for some medicinal purposes. You want the the that you know, minerals that are there, so that would be usur on Shabbos. What about the second part of the Bible? It says me mishra me mishra, not me lekasha. One place says it's motor, one place says usur hadishtoi, hadloishtoi. If you sit in the flax water, then it's usur. If you didn't sit there, you jumped in, jumped out. It doesn't look like you're doing it for a fool, and it'll be motor. And again, the theme is, what does it look like? If it looks like I'm doing it for a fool, it's usur. Otherwise, we could assume you're just bathing, you're just washing yourself off. That would be mutter. Zok to Mishnah. Ain oichlin ezov yoyin b'Shabbos. You cannot eat this ezov on Shabbos. Lefish ain't a machabrim. Nobody healthy would eat that. So you not eat it on Shabbos. Av oichlu es yezer v'shoisa abur broya. You can eat these things yezer and abu broya. Kala oichlin all foods, broccoli, anything oichlu adam or prunes. You can eat it for a fuah. Mchola mash anything that's that you find in a food in the food section of your store. You're allowed to eat it on Shabbos, even if you have in mind, as the Rambam says clearly, even if you have in mind. 
that you're doing it for a fool, you would never eat prunes, but you were told to eat prunes, you're eating that mutter. If it's food, except for meidaka, this uh, palm water, and this herb uh, beverage that they used to use actually as a uh, contraception, which was a one-time shot. There went the, the woman's uh, uh, body parts. People used to do this as a refuah. For this, Eureka is, is joined this. Let's say a person is thirsty, and the only available beverage is uh, palm water. You could drink it. You're allowed to anoint yourself with the shemini karn, this herb oil. As long as you're not doing it for refuah, it will be mutter. Amar Av Yosef. Ezer, what is this Ezer? We have this uh, Ezer throughout Chumash, by the Metzairah, by the uh, Mechatas. What is Ezer? So if you go to Bar Park in Shemesh Shabbos, they sell these things for $10. It says Ezer on it, but it's probably not Ezer. So what is Ezer? So Avrasa. It's this Avrasa thing. Ba, uh, Bar Hamag. In a place of, in the mountains or something, called Hamag. Ezavyon. What's Ezavyon? Avrasa Barhing. Uh, some type of Ezer that grows amongst the thorns. Okay. Ula Amar, Marva Chivara, it's a white uh, flower. Ula Ikla Lebei, Rav Shmuel by Yehuda. He went to Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, Aisi Lekamei, Marva Chivara. Amar, Ula said, Hainu Ezer, the Sibar, Raisa. This is the Ezer that the Torah told us that you'd use for the Mechatas, the Hazah. Rav Papi Yomri, Shumshuk. It's Shumshuk. Amar, Rav Yemi, Yemidifti, Kavasdi, Rav Papi, Nistava. Rav Papi actually makes sense. The time with the Mishnah in Para. Mitzvah's Ezer, the Mitzvah of Ezer is Shloisha Kalachin. You have to have three stems. Yeah, like three roots, and there are three reeds or capsules that would hold these uh, the seeds together. And shumshuk is a plant that fits the description, so maybe taka it is uh, the azoyev. Now, the, the commercial is like this. That you're not the Mishnah had said you're not allowed to eat this Izavyan on Shabbos because you're eating it for a fuah. Now Lamai Achli lay, why would you eat this? What is it coming to heal? So the commercial says Lakuka Aini. It's eating it for intestinal worms. We actually have this, the Gemara Brachas, the sixth parakatum of Achim, the second daf over there. It said if a person eats flour of soiron, flour, it gets you uh, worms. And the Gemara was trying to ask the question, why would you make a bracha if it hurts you? But you'll see the Gemara here quotes a little bit different. But my Achille, so how would they eat it? What would they eat it with? The Shiva Tamre Ukamta with seven black dates, Mimai Havya. Now, how did this person get these worms in his intestines? Mikimcha Desari from barley flour, the Chalafle Abon Yoman. 40 day old uh, barley flour, eating it raw, that gives you uh, these, worm, these uh, intestinal worms. Probably the bacteria, that if we, if we would guess, that's what it would be from. So uh, don't eat raw uh, barley cookie dough. You could eat Yoyezer uh, on Shabbos. My Yoyezer sounds like someone's name from Perkyovis. So Puntak, it's some type of uh, mint. What would you eat it for? For someone who has worms in his liver. But my Achila, what would you eat it with? with again, with seven white dates. How did this person get these uh, liver worms? So the Gemara says, He ate a uh, meat that was grilled on charcoal, a uh, steak. Before he ate anything else, he was starving, and he ate that. Umi bisra shamna, or he ate uh, fatty uh, meat, ali on a uh, empty stomach. Umi bisra detaira, ali He ate uh, ox meat, which means uh, you know, a steak. 
or meamguza aliburikona, or he had from a nut on an empty stomach, or de ruvia, or he ate beets aliburikona, umishtimai abasrai, and he drank water right afterwards. So he ate, uh, now rubia, by the way, is one of the simanim we have in Rosh Hashanah. Some say it's uh, Greek or beets. So maybe you recognize that word of, of rubia. Right, Shiyirbu Shuyasino, I think it says, right? Okay, you look, you look at your Rosh Hashanah chart afterwards. The light, if this, uh, this didn't, if he doesn't have these things, Livla Tachle Chivarta, you should swallow these uh, white cress uh, plants. Viloy, Lace Betanisa, you should fast. Velace Bisr Shamina, Velishta Agumri, you should bring fatty meat and put it on the coals. Velimates Garma, when you suck the, uh, the ribs from that meat. And you drink your vinegar. Don't drink vinegar straight. It's not good for your liver. If this doesn't work, bring this uh, bark from this uh, bush, the, the snare. That was peeled from top to bottom, not from bottom to top. Because maybe the uh, worms are going to come out from your, your mouth. And you're going to... And you should cook this this uh, this peel of the bark with beer. When you cook this up, that's the recipe the next day. You should hold your nostrils so you don't smell it. It probably stinks. And then you drink it. When a person goes to the bathroom, a certain part of the, the tree, the the stripe, the, the, the tree that you took off the bark from, then go to the bathroom there. So uh, don't try this at home. And you should, and uh, the Mishnah says you let it drink this Abu Broya on Shabbos. My Abu Broya, Chumatria. It's Chumatria. My Chumatria. So Chutra, we know that from the Chagadia. Chutra is a stick. Yechida. It's a, it's a lone branch. Lamai Avdila. What would this be done for? Ligiluya. Let's say a person drink water that was left uncovered. Halacha is, we're going to see the mission of the Zara tells us that there's a concept of giloy, that if you leave beverages uncovered, it has nothing to do with leaving it overnight. People confuse that with other halachas regarding leaving overnight uh, onions. If you go to Bnei Brak, you see Rechaim Kanievsky's uh, room over there, they cover the beverages as, as long as they're not looking at it, they cover their drinks. It has nothing to do with leaving it overnight. So you want to be machmer on this, so no, uh, you, you drink a coffee, you put it down, two, you walk out of the room, then, then you can't drink it anymore, it's giloy. So what was the concern of giloy? The concern was for snakes. The Beis Yosef writes, Bismanazer, this is already hundreds of years ago, it's not common that snakes are around our homes, and therefore one does not have to, to uh, keep this halacha of giloy. But let's say a person did drink water that was mashkin megulin, back in the day when snakes were prevalent. So what would you do? That was, that's when you would drink this abu broya. Okay? Now, viloy, if you don't have this uh, abu broya, laisi cham shekli, bring five roses, v'cham shekhoisasa the and five uh, uh, cups of beer. So you cook them together until you have a, you know, a revius, four ounce, three ounces, then you drink it. the mother of Rav There was a person who drank this Maya Megula. She made him, she bought him one rose, and one cup of beer. Shalke, she cooked it and she had him drink it, and she heated up an oven, and she grufa. We have this in Parakira. Uh, you took out the coals. She put a cinder block in it that it wouldn't be too hot. It sounds like it wouldn't get too hot. And she hit him, and I'm sorry, he, he spit it out like a hutsayaka, like a uh, shoot, a bamboo shoot, spit it out, and the, the poison from the snake in the water came out of him by doing this. Uh, 
potion. She didn't do follow the rules. She did one, not five. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good kasha. It worked. I don't know. It's a good point. Rav Avi Omar, Ruviyasa de Chalava Meiza Chivata. What should he do? He should drink a Ruviyas of milk from a white goat. Rav Huna Bar Yehuda Omar, Laisi Esroiger Chalisa. Bring an Esroig that's sweet. V'lechaiki, you uh, hollow it out. V'lemalye Duvsha. And you fill it up with honey. V'loisu v'milye denur v'lechle. And you put it on top of coals. And it will cook in its own honey. Sounds good. And it will cook in the honey and, it will, and you'll eat it. If let's say a person drank water that was exposed and he's concerned there's uh, some snake venom in it, so you drink 40 day aged urine, a small kais, which is a, uh, I'm sorry, so you take this, this urine, barzina uh, liziburi, let's say a barzina, which means a small cup, which is the size of a, uh, one eighth of Ravius, or a little less, like a shot cup, a little less than that. So that would work for Lizibura, for a wasp bite, and it will heal you. Riviasa, la'akrava, if you were stung by a, a bit by a scorpion, so Ravius of this 40 day aged Meriglaim, that would be something to drink. Palga riva, a half a lug, which double riva, ligluya for someone who drank Mayim Megulam. Riva, to drink the entire lug, a few lichshafim al. It works even for kishav, even for uh, sorcery. So this is go back to Ketam Avarchin. Anigron is this uh, the beet juice, beet soup, vangor, and another uh, type of vegetable soup, which uh, which called bangari, vitiraika, and uh, teriyaki. You know, means like a balsam, maalu, bein ligiluya. It helps whether you're dealing with Giloy, whether we're dealing with Kishof. Drinking these things will help you get over your, uh, your issues. Okay, we'll stop here. And tomorrow we'll continue with some of the more medicinal uh, Gemaras before we get back to our main topic of Mesech Shabbos.